It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Eventually when it happens, you're going to have to tell, you're going to have to say, Alex, you beat me at NBA 2K. And that day will never come. No, it's good. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer and closer. You can beat a dead horse as much as you want, and it's still going to be dead. So you'll always play 2K with me and just never What's a video game that Alex for sure can beat you in? NCAA. No. Last time we played NCAA, I beat you, and you know that to be true. No. (laughs) That's like, look at his face. He knows it's true. Who's better at shooters? Me. Drinking shooters? I mean, I'm sure you. (laughs) I don't know. No, me. Yeah. He's what do you think? I'm just he's, genuinely he can just throw more stuff down his gullet. Oh, like shooter Alex. games? No, but yeah, if we're talking about shooter games, alcohol for sure. I actually would want to have like a drinking contest with the both of you. It depends how- on the shooter game. I think you're better at Battlefield than I am. Ah, uh, um, but you're for sure not better at Red Dead than I am. That's not a real shooter. Yeah, Red Dead's is, it's a very specific. It can be. It's a. It, oh yeah, if you go into first person. I actually kind of want to play it that way. I uh, I'll do that sometimes. Uh, I love that game. Dude, also, I miss the days Auto. when we would play all together. Otis, what's your Red Dead Redemption character's name? Obadiah. Obadiah. <laughs> um, we should play because you love these cowboy names, bro. These, because the 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 passion you guys have when you say it, you're like Jim West, and then this guy's like Obadiah. <laughs> and what's yours? Booties are. <laughs> That's the name of your cowboy? No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, Baltazar. Bootyzar is what I use for every other character that I make. But I did want... Because Baltazar is a pretty badass name, and I'm trying to utilize that. You should. Uh, welcome, 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 everybody. Yeah, what's up? Uh, welcome to another episode of ICBTB. What's it called, Otis? It can't be that bad. That's, That's right. right. Guys, it can't be that bad. Welcome, baddies. Welcome, baddies. Welcome, baddies. Otis, put the mic uh, circle to your face. It yeah, looks like it's it, not picking tilt your... It up. You kind of got put like, your gain up a little bit too, but don't be screaming. Don't be screaming at us because yeah, because we'll turn your shit back down. Okay, <laughs> don't right, ruin right, right, zero. Right. Don't ruin this shit. So okay? Otis has a microphone now. Um, yes, and we're, we're nervous because he's never had a microphone before. He holds more power in the it's room. It's a lot now. more. Yeah. I have the power. It's weird. We've been he's telling him that he's going to get this for a while, and he prepared none at all for this. He, he didn't watch any of them. He watched all. the episode of he Captain didn't bring Planet. His laptop. He didn't. He's not. He'll be on his phone during the episode, but he'll be like scrolling through Instagram or something he's not even gonna be earlier earlier he said man you need a, some pillows on this futon yeah, he's dude. gonna sleep here bro i'm pretty tired <laughs> i had a long day he's telling me how to uh prep this podcast room so that he could nap in it during episodes of a bitch this guy's always saying like yeah i'm down to fact check actually you're not always saying that you're probably the most reluctant fact checker which is weird because before is. we started the podcast he wanted to be he wanted to be with us the whole time yeah and now it's like i have to like now lawyer we're him it, into he's it. like i i i i got, like, I got well, something to do i gotta go to walmart i'm just not giving even, the people what they want that's all but you know what i do, you do hate giving people what they want that's what i true. do like about you otis is that you are brutally honest you're kind of just like if i don't want to do it fault. i'm not gonna do it it's it's he'll he, like you're not trying to give like an excuse i know a lot of people are they're just like i can't make it because i have to go to a Acapella practice. That's that's. I guess that's me. Um, I don't yeah, know. That's literally why. You. <laughs> but um, that's actually very true. And well, there got, was a time where I was going to acapella he, practice all the time. Here's a good anecdote about the mm. honesty of Otis. Since this is going to be the Otis episode, um, <laughs> me and Otis have an interesting friendship. In in the fact that we are good friends. We've been friends for quite a while. Yeah. But we also have a, a, a contrasting personalities. So we'll hang out, and then they'll get to they'll get to be a point where we've just like. Yeah, that's enough, Otis, for a while. And then, like, Otis will reach a point and be like, yeah, that's enough, Alejandro, for a while. Would you say so, Otis? That is very accurate. I was just talking to Christian about this. And so, and so we'll, like, we'll hang out for, like, a while, like, a bunch, and a couple weeks in a row. And do then we'll, puzzles, we'll reach our and play limit, games. And then we'll be like, all right. And then we, like, won't see each other for, like, a month and a half. Am I just the in-between dude when you guys get tired of each other? It's just like, we well, do. Yeah. since I'm not trying to hang with Otis or because Alex we're right now. With Christian. We're hanging with Christian. Because you're, you're, you're half of both of us put together. I guess so. I've always been like, I'm literally and physically the middleman at the moment right now. And uh, I kind of like this like trichotomy that we got going on. Trichotomy. Is that a word? I would. I mean, I'm just uh, trying to think of like prefixes. If you uh, Go ahead and check that fact checker. We're going to jump into the movie. Let's do that. That's right. Uh, we what? Uh, have a podcast about movies, not about Otis. <laughs> but I guess we could have a podcast about Otis of us just. I don't even like that guy. <laughs> he makes I like sick. I like you, Otis. Stop Thank- kissing me. Um, so we watched the movie called The Dilemma. The Dilemma. Oh, so, and you said it without me again, dude. Let's try this again. 
One, two, three. The, the dilemma. dilemma. <laughs> Thank you very much for waiting for me right there. And you you recommended this to me like just out of nowhere. You just sent me a screenshot of its scores. Well, and what happened was I was uh, home alone one night and I turned on the television and it was on HBO and uh-huh. it was maybe like 30 minutes into the movie. Uh-huh. And I had seen this movie before and I was like, this movie is funny. This movie, Yeah. And so I looked it up to see what it was rated and I was like, this is right up the alley. Kevin James, usually Kevin if James, it's a Kevin Vince James. Von, let's, so, so let's let's talk about do it. Do it. Uh, the Dilemma was released in 2011. It's rated PG-13. It's got a runtime of one hour, 58 minutes. A bit long, um, but it's worth a watch. Definitely worth it. It's got a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, mm-hmm. uh, 24% on the Rotten Tomatoes, and a 46% on the Metacritic. Yeah. What percentage of Google users? Otis, what do you think? And then I'll guess too, and we'll see who's uh, this movie. Seventy-eight percent. Interesting. Ooh, no, I'm gonna go for a nice eighty-seven percent. Incorrect. Both of you. It's seventy-three percent. Seventy-three. Pretty close. Pretty. Can close. I say that this might be the lowest uh, Google percent user uh, liking? Yeah, a lot of, of this... all the movies that we've done, which is insane because we've done some pretty bad movies, and this is one of my favorite films that I've. Uh, reviewed on this podcast. I wonder why this movie didn't get a lot of love. I think it came out at a weird time um, where I think it just kind of fell under the wire. I'll have to look at what other movies came out around January in 2011. So maybe it was just probably in comparison to the other movies that came out at that time. Okay. Um, But right from the beginning, I I loved the people in it. Yeah. Well, it's directed by Ron Howard. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's starring Vince Vaughn, Kevin James, Jennifer Connelly, Winona Ryder, Channing Tatum, Queen Uh Latifah. Like it's got heavy hitters. Really some heavy hitters. The the movie opens up with a, a double date. And it's so oh, natural and it's so funny and I like it. You get to know every scene. character. Fantastic. So they're having this discussion. Um, it's, so Vince Vaughn and Kevin James are best friends. Their friendship also reminded me a lot of us. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's so my first note. Th- that's pretty much how this whole episode is going to be. Because mm-hmm. I'm Kevin James, right? N- and I'm definitely <laughs> Vince Vaughn. <laughs> no, but I do want to learn their dance that they did. And I think we should do that at parties and, and stuff And Otis like is Channing Tatum? <laughs> Don't Channing you dare. Channing Tatum. That's a good one. I like. I do like that pun on his name from uh, "This Is the End." But um, so they're in. They're having a date, and the question that they're debating um, on this double date is: When you're in a relationship with somebody, do mm-hmm. you continue continually get to know them and continually meet their new this person, or do you get to know everything about them right off the bat? And I'd like to ask you that question, mm-hmm. Christian. Do you think? When you meet somebody, you know everything you need to know in the first five seconds, or do you feel like you meet somebody and you relearn and you learn about them every single time you meet them? Uh, no, I think you're, you're constantly learning everything because naturally, yeah, yeah, we all, as humans, we all have different levels of how much we put out there for mm-hmm. people to see. Mm-hmm. And we might think we know um, everything about a person within the first few days, first few minutes, first mm-hmm. few hours of meeting them. But like... That's that's up to us to know, like, how much do I need to know to be comfortable with this person, to like this person, to love this person. We all have different thresholds. Sure. And that could uh, that depends on, like, uh, if you're seeking out this uh, person in a romantic sense or in a platonic sense and just like a friendship sense of how much you need to know. And so that's my thing. I think we're too complex to and I think it's too um too cocky for me to say like no like i i got this person for like the the first 10, 10 seconds that i, I met them because i constantly find myself getting surprised uh mm-hmm. from like different individuals that i meet throughout life like whoa i never would expect for you to have said that or to have you have for you to have done that what do you think uh well i i disagree i think you learn everything you need to know about a person in their in your first interaction ah. with them i think in your first interaction with somebody um, whether you understand what that re- interaction is at the moment, uh-huh. or it's not until later do they reveal their true intentions, um, but that first interaction teaches you everything about a person. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, I feel that uh, there's a way to um, that we are constantly crafting this mask, and I think um, it's it's like an old Japanese metaphor, or whatever. But like we all have different masks and stuff that we wear at different times, you know. Yeah. And this is my work mask, and this is my friends mask. This yeah. is My people mask. Um. And I think when we first meet people, we don't have a mask on because mm-hmm. we haven't quite figured out what mask to wear. It's a very very small window. Some people have it figured out before they meet you, and so the window is a couple seconds long. Uh, some people don't know what mask they're wearing until they have met known you for years. Yeah. Um, but I I truly believe 
that you learn most of what you need to know from somebody uh, within the first five seconds of getting to know somebody. Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. And even to the other side, because this is the kind of person I am, mm-hmm. you can use that to your advantage. You can mm-hmm. craft that face or that mask to fit what you need to have done. Yeah. Something Vince Vaughn, I think, does very well in this movie. I think what's interesting about this, just like the opening scene of Reservoir Dogs, you learn everything about the characters in the yeah. first uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Same How Steve Buscemi doesn't believe in tipping and whatnot. So that one's a little bit harder to understand, at least for me it was. But mm-hmm. this one I kind of got right off the bat. Vince Vaughn truly knows that, hey, I know what you're going to be like. I know what you're going to do. And I'm going to craft this vision and I'm going to be this person that you want to see and be right now for you. Uh-huh. Kevin James, on the other hand, is a nicer person and is a more uh thoughtful person in that sense where yeah. they he's putting himself more into it and 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 wants to and you know what i'm trying to say here yeah no i know uh, they they definitely have that contrast i know exactly what you're and so to i say. think it's very interesting that they have that conversation right off the yeah. bat you yeah know? i watched rewatch this movie for that intention of trying to figure out what is the point of this opening scene uh-huh uh, and, I think and it was so it good. It's such a smart opening scene that a lot of people can watch and it could just go right over their heads. The the significance of that scene. You know, we're getting pretty deep into this. I want to read the synopsis real quick. Yeah, let's um, get into so the in synopsis. You, the synopsis. In case you haven't seen this movie, uh, it's been out for eight years. And uh, here's the hardest synopsis I've ever seen in my life. Okay, okay. let's hear it. Buckle up, kids. It is. A man discovers that his best friend's wife is having an affair. <laughs> that's that's is that short really that's that's the Jeez. synopsis for the dilemma are your synopsis that you're reading for each movie getting shorter and shorter no, i mean i don't write them They're, they are usually the um synopsis are released by the company the uh-huh. movie company uh-huh. uh so it's one of the things like the tagline and the, all those things are released so the synopsis generally unless you're getting from like wikipedia or someone else is writing their version of the synopsis uh-huh. um that's what they said so and that's a fairly easy synopsis to understand that's what this movie is about yeah vince vaughn accidentally uh sees Kevin James's wife, played by Winona Ryder, cheating yes. on him. Uh, and In then a botanical a garden. Huge it's... dilemma. Does he tell his friend yeah. or does he not? I knew, yeah, we're going to jump into this. Yeah. What would you do? If you were to see Melissa, my girlfriend, uh, you know, cheating on me with another guy and when you're out and about, but we just say we have like something of, uh, of utmost importance that we need to focus on. Do you tell sure. me, do you tell me immediately and... Uh, risk me being distracted from like whatever we have to get done or do you tell me after you know the big thing is done when I do have like a, a, a clear mind space fuck man you know I thought it was an easy dilemma and I remember anytime I've seen this movie I've always thought like that's fucking easy I know what I would do but now that, uh-huh. I'm, now that you've put all that importance on it I forget that they have such a crazy deadline it's high stakes and that's, that's why thing. it's why he can't tell Kevin James what's mm-hmm. going on is because of their deadline at work like if we if you were to find out later tonight that Melissa was cheating on me and in two or three days, you and I had a presentation uh, for Netflix to to pitch our like you know our duo show. comedy show, mm-hmm. and like we need to be in the best in the best headspace. And we already like you know for something like this podcast, we already have to like take moments where we do focus, where we do like warm up a little bit mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. A, an episode, so that we could just be in the right energy, sure. in the right mood to have like a good uh, synergy. I know I get what you're saying. I. I t- and it's a, it's a it's a deep complicated question which at first may seem so simple to answer and and i think it's very it's very uh particular to the person that you you're dealing with like if you were to see like um otis's girlfriend uh cheat on him like it's it's all dependent on like how would otis react if you were to tell him that now you or know what? later i i have i have made my decision i would tell you you would tell me yeah, and I would also make a scene when I saw her. Uh-huh. I would oh, make a I, huge yeah. fucking scene when I Knowing saw her. Knowing you, I know you would just um, do it right there. It doesn't take much to get my blood to boil. Yeah. Uh, if you're my friend for any amount of time. Why did this banana fall off the table? I put this banana on the table <laughs> so not, that it could be on the it's table. It's not that quite easy, but but <laughs> I do remember one time I got mad at some kids at Veranda when I was hanging out with you. <laughs> you're getting old, dude. And you thought I was joking. And then about... Oh, that. And then about halfway through my rant, you're like, oh shit, you really don't like these kids. And I was like, yeah, fuck these kids, I bro. know exactly what was going on at the veranda in Concord. Uh, <laughs> they have public ping pong tables out. And uh, I'm sure somewhere they provide the, the, the ping pong paddles. Paddle, huh? 
But these kids were, they were so far away from the tables. They were like near the parking lot. Smacking the ball around, playing a stupid game. It's like, and it's one thing to be a kid and play with toys and you know, that's fine. But like, they're going to fucking lose the ball. That's exactly. You were, we were eating poke bowls and you weren't even enjoying your bowl anymore. That's how upset I was. You put your chopsticks back in the bowl, set the bowl down. You were like, this is what I fucking hate, dude. It is. These kids are going to lose the balls. And then like, they're for everybody. Yeah. They're going to, no one's going to be able to play ping pong at the veranda. Because veranda. Yep, and here, because here's my point. You're getting me wild. <laughs> it's not even about the movie anymore. It's about fucking kids. Veranda is a privately owned uh, a business, right? So that yeah. that shopping center is owned by somebody. So they put these things out for people. That means somebody has to go out and buy these paddles and balls every single time that they get lost or destroyed. Uh-huh. A private industry isn't going to keep buying the shit if they know that every time that they're just throwing ping pong paddles and ping pong balls away mm. by putting it out here because some dumbass kids aren't playing with it properly. Uh-huh. That's my that's my frustration. So nope. you know what they're going to do? What? They're going to eventually stop buying ping pong paddles and balls and then get rid of the tables. And then we're not going to be able to do that kind of shit anymore. Yeah. And then Veranda's not going to be as much fun as it is anymore because some stupid fucking kids are playing with it inappropriately. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. That's how some places go to shit because... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, Ru- children ruin everything. Dude, That's my point. I and this is this seems like a, a common theme and mantra that occurs in every other episode. Fucking hate kids between a particular age group. I like. You know, uh, mm. Hang on a second, Christian. What I'm having an epiphany here. Why don't we use our podcast title and think about it this way? It can't be that bad. These kids. Okay. Can't be that bad. Yeah, some and kids. You know what? I'm thinking about it. You know, those kids were just playing with the ping pong balls. Who gives a shit yeah, if who... if they lose a ball or a paddle? It is. It's just gonna... frustrating. But you know what? It's not that bad. Yeah. It can't be that. It bad. can't be that bad. But you know what can be that bad? If your girl was cheating on you. Yeah, absolutely. And so I can imagine so you. What would you do if you saw my girl? I don't. I'm currently single. Hit me up, ladies. Uh-huh. Um, hey. but when I was in a relationship, hey baby, hey baby. <laughs> if you only ever add stuff like that to the podcast, you get to keep your job, <laughs> dude. I'm down for you to be like just the ad liver. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you saw uh, uh, my ex girlfriend cheating yeah. on me, what would you do? <laughs> If, and if you guys were still dating at the time, if I saw your ex girlfriend with someone else now at the time, you're just I'd be like, like, oh, you're just stirring the pot. I guess that's fine. Alex, she moved on. Yeah, yeah. That would be the worst. I would never <laughs> oh, do that. No. Oh, she's with another dude. How tall is he? Does <laughs> <laughs> he have bigger hands than me? He's not funnier than me. Am is that he? is a big deal. I do. I do. Yeah, Humor is a big thing. When when ex when I break up with girlfriends and they start dating other people, mm-hmm. I do try to find out if they're funnier than me. And uh-huh. they're never. Oh. Dude, not even with girlfriends, but with us, like with. Otis, I'm not gonna name drop or anything, but like son of a bitch. <laughs> there's someone, there's a friend that we have. This is the most upsetting thing about you and about you, Otis. And I, I know I said you, and this is, people don't know where <laughs> this infuriates me about you, Otis. You seem to think that you have a funnier friend than me. He's pretty amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, what I like, a bit. use your big boy voice. What I like is that. I, I'm also like a comedian and I like to think of myself as a funny friend. Yeah. Obviously you do too. How unbothered I am by this like competition. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm fine that Otis doesn't think I'm his funniest friend, I, but you are I, so offended that you are not his funniest how friend. How am I not your funniest friend, dude? Some people have it. Some people don't. <laughs> it's not just that. It's that I don't have it, bro. Damn. You said it like that. Here, here's the worst part about it. I don't know if we want to say his name. We'll Go ahead. We can. Right? Okay. So Otis says his funniest friend is Peter Reyes. So shout out Peter Reyes out in Australia doing big things playing baseball. Yeah. Um, so we're pulling for you, buddy. Um I don't know why I got so We're pulling into like, <laughs> but, You're but, so upset and now you're but, giving this guy shout out. But here's the thing. But here's why it's so difficult for me. What? Peter is legitimately one of the nicest, funniest guys I've ever Thank met. Thank you. So that's why it's so hard for me to be like, so one time we're all hanging out. Uh-huh. And this was right after I had found out that uh, Otis thinks Peter's funnier than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just found out. And so we're hanging out. And I remember at the end of the night, I think Peter left and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, you know what the worst fucking part about this is? Yeah, he is fucking funny. <laughs> you were with me. You were with it me when you did that. Free will. We were talking guys. about free will. Oh man, for hours we talked. Oh, about that this. fucking night was ridiculous. So we fought for hours. We are we debated for hours, we had and then like we came to like a we came to like a, a draw because we were like it's fucking semantics, dude. Well, no, the the draw was <laughs> not to correct you. <laughs> the draw was there's two camps of thought when it comes to free will, uh-huh. and we were both on 
yeah. separate sides of the yeah. two camps. Yeah. So that's why we called it because it wasn't that we aren't going to get an answer. The answer is there's two ways to think about it. Yeah. And, and without knowing what those two groups and classes were, we we kind of put ourselves in those groups and we're able to articulate their main points, which is what I thought was the most interesting part about that conversation. So the dilemma. <laughs> no, we're not going to go into the, uh, what I wanted to talk about was after that conversation, I was in the car with you because you, you picked me up. Yeah. And like we we set that aside, right? Mm-hmm. And like just there's like two minutes of silence and you're like, but really though, <laughs> I, I was the right one, right? And you're like, you're trying to get me on your side when we had put it away. <laughs> and then after that, I was, uh, there was like another five minutes of silence and you're like, you know what I'm also upset about? Peter's such a nice guy. He's a cool guy. He's funny, too. And you were pissed. He is really fucking cool. You know what gets to me about that? And I know this is a big tangent, and we'll get back to the dilemma in a second. Or not. This um, is, that's fine. <laughs> or not, yeah. That, we can do a different dilemma episode. Combo. Yeah, this will just be like a, the Peter Otis episode. Um, what what um, makes me upset about people like that, people like Peter, people like Chris Perry, is the fact that I can't <laughs> be upset about anything. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Usually when I see like a good looking guy, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I'm probably more talented than this guy. And then I find out like, man, this motherfucker's funny too. That's a really funny. Okay. Yeah. I have one little anecdote and then we'll get Go back ahead. to the movie. When I was living in Irvine, uh, I had a group of friends that we all, we all hung out with. Right. And uh, there was the pretty boy. His name was Shane. Tall, you uh-huh. know, muscular, Fucking nice Shane. hair. And one day for the Super Bowl, uh, the Patriots Falcon Super Bowl. We were all there and, you know, betting and drinking and having fun. And Shane bet uh, his hair, right? So uh, him and, and Jason made a bet. Loser has to shave their head. And so uh, the Patriots squeaked it out at the end. And Shane had to... Sh- and, and oddly enough, the place we were at had clippers. So what? on go the clippers. We all cram into this tiny bathroom. Uh-huh. And literally, he does like one right down the middle. Right, and and then the the next line right next to him, and my cousin Jeff turns to me and he goes, "Son of a bitch, he still looks good." <laughs> <laughs> Even with his like weirdly shaved, he head. looks better. <laughs> and then he, when he did finally like cut all his hair, he did still look really good. All of us were like, "Son of a bitch, dude!" Like if I would have shaved my head, I would have looked weird you for just a look, week. If I would have shaved my head, I would look like uh, the best no, friends like, to the Spider Man films. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but instantly. Instantly, we were like, "God damn it, he still looks good." That no wonder he was so confident to make me that off. bet, bro. Dude, I tell Juliet all the time. I'm like, "Man, I'm so upset at Chris," and she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Man, not only is he good looking, but like the pictures he's putting out and the videos." It's a triple and threat. Funny and talented. To- yeah, dude, get out of here. Leave some for us. Um, so, um, would you tell me if you saw my girlfriend cheating on me? And in a situation similar to theirs, yeah, like, uh, like in the example that I'd posed, mm-hmm. I think I think knowing you, I would wait. I would definitely. That's, That's good. That's. I good would thinking. take pictures. I would get all of the yeah, fucking I would evidence. It. Yeah, all of the fucking evidence that I need. I wouldn't confront them until after you're in a clear mindset. Because I know that you were knowing you for as long as I know you, and, that, and now working on this podcast with you, I know that. Um, you I'm very prefer, sensitive. You prefer to be in like a particular mindset, yeah. and that's when you work best. I've and fa- you I, like working at your best, obviously. I, yes, definitely. I do, I do like to put my best foot forward. But I recently have discovered that, like, yeah, my mindset um, is is what kind of dictates my work ethic. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so I completely agree with that. And like that, that, that is true with, I would say a lot of people with me, I need to be in the right mindset, but like you specifically, and you know that about yourself. So me, like, let's say if we're about to record and right before I hit the record button, I'm like, by the way, so-and-so is cheating on you, dude. (laughs) And go. (laughs) All right. And welcome to another episode of ICBTB. What? what? (laughs) Can, can we pause this for a second? (laughs) Uh, I'm curious as to what Otis has to say. Otis, what would you do for us? Uh, well, it depends on the the person. Like for Alex, I definitely would wait. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think with Christian, I think I could tell him right there and then. I think it's I could. a tough. It's a tough one though because because I I felt the same way. I think I could tell you, Christian. Um, but I do know. Here's the tough part. You're romantic. Yeah, and I think mm. I think the loss of love to you would be worse for you. Mm-hmm. And the anger that I would feel would be worse for me, mm-hmm. right? Like I would be filled with rage, yeah. And I think you would be brokenhearted. I would be, yeah, I definitely. Would so be. I think uh, you know that's the dilemma. Uh, hey, that's the I dilemma is. for me is um, again, 
you know, but, but my thing is the truth shall set you free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. As long as you don't like hide it from me, like forever, just like wait until I preferably would just want you to wait to until I'm done with my shit. Yeah. I know that if you were to tell me I would be devastated, but I have been in situations where I'm just like in a huge conflict, but I have to separate it. Like minutes before an improv show, I'll get like a text and I'll get like shitty news. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, I'll deal with it later. You are really good at putting stuff away <laughs> like that. I, I know I'm not as good at that. In fact, mm-hmm. I envy, you know, people, people in my, my close circle that are mm-hmm. able to do that. I th- think that I'm good at like putting on a happy face and like I, I yeah. can be when I need to. You worked to. in a restaurant, dude. Of course um, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm an actor and shit like that. But like, but if you know me, you know what I mean, as mm-hmm. deeply as you do, there's no amount of of faking that I could do. Like, uh, yeah. uh, my <laughs> she doesn't like when I call her the my ex girlfriend. Oh, so <laughs> Shannon said used to say that I have this fake smile that I do, uh-huh. like this forced smile that I do when like I get told off or like when I'm wrong or whatever, and I just kind of like do it to like move on uh-huh. and like. It is. It, Ooh, can I try to like? Uh, can I try it right now and yeah, see if, I, if it, I know? And then I'll show it to you. Uh, like if someone were to offend you, be like. <sighs> no, it's not really when they offend like, me. It's more like when I just want to move on. Like I'm done talking about it. Uh-huh. So I guess like after an argument or something. Oh, when I would okay, do it. okay. And it'd be like, like she would look back at me, and I'd be like. Oh, that's my yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you guys already know this one. Yeah. I've probably done it to you. Mm. I don't think you've done that to us. You've definitely like when I say like a a, a joke that you think <laughs> is stupid, but but you kind of think it's funny sometimes. But a joke, they're just like that's fucking stupid, Christian. But you're still kind of laughing. You do shake your head, roll your eyes, and kind of smile and laugh, <laughs> and like don't acknowledge it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't. Can't give you the satisfaction. Just like, <laughs> um, but. Damn. Okay. Good to know that if that happens with our uh, girlfriends, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we got each other's backs. So I do want let, to let's touch on this movie. I don't care if this episode runs long, uh, yeah, because this is this good is a stuff. good movie. Um, and I did really like this movie. My brother actually was the first person to show me this movie. Mm-hmm. My brother really liked this movie too, um, because he likes rom coms and Vince Vaughn. I'm a huge Vince Vaughn fan myself. Um, yeah, Vince Vaughn, such a good talker in every single movie that smooth talker. Yeah, that's why I think I like him so much because I envy that quality of him. Yeah, he he's so convincing and he's so passionate about what he says. Like, uh, like I know we're jumping around, but like in the last scene where Kevin James actually, um, he he's he's uh brought down from the audience in the hockey game to mm-hmm. try to make mm-hmm. that puck in the net. Uh huh. He's the like the best friend that any friend could ask for he's yelling he's like hey you you got one shot you got one shot and you are not gonna mess this up you got this you know like the the support the he was basically and you think he felt that those those words you think he was really oh yeah the way kevin james is reacting to him in that movie because that's the speech from miracle uh, oh, that's exactly what that's, they would preface before. That's the speech from Miracle. Mm-hmm. If you had said a speech from one of my favorite films to hype me up, I would. If you said like uh, the speech that King Theoden says, uh, King who? King Theoden. It's from a uh, Lord of the Rings guy. Uh, uh, before You're such the battle, a nerd. dude. I love Lord of the Rings, but you know, but that, say it so I can remember this and I can say it when you have a. Uh, Hole in one shot for a thousand dollars. I don't. I don't know what no, it is. No, because I'll learn it, and then I'll show you. And then I think for you, I'll learn that one. Uh-huh. And then for me, um, some from Goodfellas. No, I want you to do the speech that they do in Rudy when they lay their jerseys <laughs> down. They're like, if Rudy doesn't play, <laughs> I don't play. And then they put their jersey down, and then Otis will come in, and then he's like, me neither, coach, and puts his jersey so down. So you need me and, and Otis Jazz to do this. Comes in and me neither. And she puts her jersey, and then <laughs> Melissa comes in. Me neither, coach. And then everybody, your mom, my mom. <laughs> so whenever you're in a position that you have to make that million dollar shot i need you to get everybody i know not only do i need to be there otis needs to be there jazz needs to be there melissa to your mom effect, your dad bro, i need you to recreate that scene from rudy so are you just gonna like before you make the shot you're gonna look into the audience you're gonna start counting you're gonna be like okay christian otis jazz uh, <laughs> melissa mom dad where's matt what where's matt where's matt fuck fuck snap, See, i can't snap do this hockey stick snap. on my knee <laughs> i'm out of here i'm out of here fuck this um so vince vaughn decides to get a little more information yeah. on this affair. And so he's following Winona Ryder around and he finds out that her, um, mister mistress, what's the male form of a mistress, a mister. I want to say mister. I have no clue. I have no clue. Uh, fact checker. Yeah. Um, so right on it. So <laughs> he ends up being 
Channing Tatum. Yeah. And Channing Tatum is hilarious in this movie. He's dude. so funny. He doesn't even talk for like the first half of the movie. I mean, like you, he no, doesn't he's have just any... like a mouth that Winona Ryder kisses. Yeah, they don't even they don't focus the camera on his face at all. He, you only see him from mm-hmm. like far away mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm. It's not until it's not until Vince Vaughn sneaks into Channing Tatum's uh He's uh, when he's patio. taking pictures, yeah. Mm-hmm, trying to uh, uh, get pictures of them together so that he could like have evidence. It's not until then that you see Channing Tatum pull Vince Vaughn in and start beating, beating. the shit out of Vince They Vaughn. have a crazy funny fight. So They're throwing funny. guitars at each other and blowfish at each other. Dude, oh, I do have some... I forgot that I took notes on this because it's so good, but I do have some quotes. Good. Specifically from that fight. Okay, hit me. Um, Otis, do we have an answer? Will you pull that up? Go ahead, yeah. So the male version for mm-hmm. Mistress, Alex was correct, Mr. Or I'm probably gonna butcher it. It's gonna be a paramour or paramount. A paramour. Paramour. Yeah, I've heard paramour. Okay. I've heard I've their songs. Read that in books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, bu- what books are you reading? Misery business. Shout out. Wow, I honestly could not tell what song that was. I don't know Paramore very well. Maybe that's what was hurting me, but I haven't. I was like, oh, Christian's making up a song. Dude, I'm that kind of guy where I know like a plethora of songs, but I don't know any of the lyrics. So I'll start just making up like some Talagalagan lyrics. So, oh, and and so my favorite joke, uh, and in fact, I stole it from Nick Lowe. Shout out Nick Lowe. Uh-huh. Is uh, if someone's singing a song that I know is like a one hit wonder uh-huh. and I know who the band is, I'll be like, oh, you big Tears for Fears fan? <laughs> You'll throw tears for fears because well, if they're like singing, like you know, if everybody wants to rule the world, they're singing that song uh-huh. at like a store or something. And it's like that's a that's a weird band, you know, or Talking Heads. Like uh-huh. not a lot of people are fans of the Talking uh-huh. Heads, but if they're over here singing and, and it's like you oh, know, it's you're like, like a- oh you. You big Talking Heads fan, like Chumbawamba fans. Oh, you're, you're, how many Chumbawamba fans do you know? How many Smashing Pumpkins fans do you know? How many Smash Mouth fans do you how know? How many legit Billy Ray Cyrus fans how do you know? How many legit Billy Eilish fans do you know? A, a lot. Actually, actually. Yeah, she's I'm just too old for her. I'm just too old for that. I, I like Billy Eilish a lot. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. I, I like really? I like her for the fact that she created her uh, popularity. Yeah, yeah. She she rose from herself. So yeah. I respect that as as a millennial who's also trying to make it in this world mm-hmm. um but i don't i i bad guy's a coolish song but like i love that i don't have song. any of her music downloaded you i like the song her... notice i'm bad that's what that's that the, the part version? of the song that you version? are gonna reference not the bass line or like the the that's chorus all I got. just that's the... all I got. he's only heard the parody <laughs> goat version <laughs> uh you got some quotes bro yeah dude so from that fight with uh between vince vaughn and channing tatum uh, Vince is swinging the guitar at Channing and he says, you want to get jacked up? Yeah, let's get jacked up, daddy. Vince yeah, Vaughn get jacked up, daddy. likes to say daddy in this film a lot. And this is before... He says daddy quite a bit. Uh, quite in a other bit. other movies too. But he pulls it off. He really pulls it off. He He's really good at saying like... Um, like the random thing, but like because he's saying it fast and because he's like kind of angry and hoarse, passionate, like yeah. he kind of like it's just kind of like yeah, that makes sense. You it gets know me, I mean? it gets me hyped, dude. When he was in the conference room the first time and he was they were giving their first presentation mm-hmm. and he was like he showed like a picture of a Prius and he was like this is gay. <laughs> now, now <laughs> no, before it even starts, he doesn't even start anything. He just goes, I'm gonna say it. Electric cars are gay. Oh, that's what he said. And like literally everybody's like, what the fuck? And he's like, Whoa. and I don't mean like uh, homosexual. I don't mean to offend anybody. He's like, but like. He, lame uh, gay. He goes, but I mean like lame gay. I mm. mean like pants up past your belly button, yeah. shirt tucked in, yes. parent chaperone to the yes. dance gay. Yes. And I, I fucking think that's hilarious. That's such a great. Like, that's a good joke, dude. Yeah. That's a because nowadays, since uh, we're getting more and more PC, now we have to clarify like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know he's if he gay. could have made that joke in in now t- in this movie. It's and opposite now. now because now we have to say like, oh, he's gay, and like I don't mean in the like the early two thousand sense gay, but I mean like homosexual like he's gay. A gay. This guy's literally saying, <laughs> this guy's literally saying, no, not homosexual. I mean lame gay. Like he does not give a Straight shit. Up, lame, lame. Gays are lame, and everyone's like, boo. But Queen Latifah, Queen AKA, she's like, she's like, she like perked up. She's like, yes, electric she's cars are gay. Loving it, yeah, she's digging it. Um, yeah, Queen Latifah had some heavy hitting lines too. Uh, I wrote them. Um, let's see. I have some serious ladywood right now. I want to have sex with your words. I want to bang your brain. 
Queen Laquifa, you are killing it. Laquifa? You guys... Wow. Is that not a thing? <laughs> okay. That's, I mean, if you're trying to fight her, I guess. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I've definitely said some... Are you calling out the queen of rap right now, bro? Queef Laquifa is a joke Whoa. that I've... Wow. What? I didn't say that. That's do not you me. you not like her? I didn't no, say that. She's that has dope, nothing to dude. do with... Mm. Hey, I... wait, wait, hang on. No, Christian. <laughs> Out of all the things we've said on this podcast, the moment I say queef, we're like... No, no, it's not the queef. It's the fact that you're disrespecting the queen of rap. Queen, dude, Queen Latifah's dope, dude. Queen, I've, I've seen Taxi. Uh, uh, ta what's, the, what's the movie she had with Jimmy Fallon? Nobody help him. Oh, this is what hard. What's it called? Uh, because, is it just Taxi? I think it's You're just right. Taxi. It is, yeah, it is, yeah it because Taxi Driver is a whole different movie. I was really movie. hoping you were saying, because uh, if Queen Latifah was Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Driver, I would watch that reboot. Yo, let's, re let's reboot like, that. re-edit re it with uh -huh. all our other films to make uh -huh. it work. Dude, um, oh, what was I going to say? I completely forgot. That's but, okay. Let's um, go back to the movie then. Yeah, let's go back to the movie. Um, so he catches Winona Ryder and he's taking pictures. Um, we also find out that Vince Vaughn has a gambling problem. Yeah. Um, and so they think... His girlfriend thinks that he's out sneaking around making bets. Um, and I know what it's like to be a degenerate gambler. No. Um, Walking around know, with a bunch of cash. I, I do know what that's like. Uh, but I do. I know <laughs> what it's like um, to be like, to, to for people to think that you're doing a bad thing mm -hmm. and you're literally not doing that bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, it's you're like, being no, cute. I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, that's not what I'm doing. And like, that's, look, you're hiding it. That's what you're doing. It's like, no. <laughs> Really, it might look like it, but honestly, I'm 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 not doing it. Like in this sense, it's uh he was doing the sweetest thing, you know, Kevin James and Winona Ryder. Trying to solve his friend's problem. He's trying to solve his friend's problem. He's trying to plan uh, how he's going to propose to uh, Jennifer Connelly, who can I say gorgeous. she is gorgeous. Always has been, always will be. I love her. Yeah, she's the one. Uh, was she in Labyrinth? Well, uh, yeah, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, crazy dude. <sighs> David uh, Bowie. Um, <laughs> the, the, so he has the fight with Channing Tatum, leaves the camera there, goes back to pick it up the next day. Kevin James is now following Vince Vaughn because yes. he thinks he's, he's gambling again, sees that he has this interaction with a guy who tells Vince Vaughn, give me a thousand bucks. I'll give you your camera back. Yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn pays him and leaves. And then, uh, Kevin James is like, fuck, he's gambling again. So he goes, yeah. he goes up, knocks on the door. Now he's face to face with a man who's banging his wife, has no idea. No idea. Thanks. And Pays them. And he's like, hey, man, whatever his debt is, I'll pay you. And then, so Vince Vaughn is caught up in an intervention. Jesus and Christ. And Kevin James is like, well, I know you're gambling, dude. I went and paid off your debt. And he's like, like what? What the he's fuck? He's like, what are you talking about? I paid off my debt. He's like, and then there's a knock at the door. And he goes, I also, I invited your bookie. And he's like, my bookie opens the door. Channing it's Channing Tatum. Tatum. Winona Ryder is also at this intervention. And she's freaking loses out. Loses her shit. Yeah. This movie is Really funny for that moment because such a good scene, especially in 2011. Intervention in that show was such a big deal, and like mm -hmm. that was such a popular trope to like do the yeah. intervention and stuff yeah. like that. And I think they'd had it really funny where like it all comes like everyone's shit comes out except for Vince Vaughn's, pretty much. Yeah, really. It's um, like hey, they they have a legit doctor there, Dr. like Rosenberg or uh -huh, some shit uh -huh. like that, who's trying I think to talk made some to him. Real progress. He's yeah, like, oh, this you think is, so? why don't you get the fuck get out? Get the fuck out, dude. And like that was a fantastic scene because another reason why I like this film is because when Nona Ryder finally got what she got, you know, there, yeah. they had this interaction maybe like a uh, 20, 30 minutes before that intervention scene had occurred where Winona Ryder invites Vince Vaughn to like have a cup of coffee with her so that they could discuss how what, this what is going to mm -hmm. happen. You know, she's like, she admits it. Yeah, she was with Channing Tatum. And, but she apparently, they, a few months before Kevin James even met Winona Ryder's character, Vince Vaughn and Winona Ryder had, uh, they had like a drunken night affair, right? Which I, and she was I don't, trying to blackmail him with that. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing to admit. I think. And then Kevin James was really weird about it. But I guess that's what they're... They knew he was going to react like that. So that's what they're defending him from. Yeah. But that's a weird, rea a weirdly weird. volatile reaction to have to something that... It's crazy. And remember, she tried, like, even faking, like, how she would react if he were to tell Kevin James. She's, she starts she, crying there at the she table. She was like, I'll just tell him that this is your fault and that you've been trying to hit on me. And you're making passes at me. Push what? me up against the wall. And then she, like, has, like, this fake crying moment, which is incredible acting on Winona Ryder's part. Winona Ryder is so worthy good. Acting. Really? Yeah. And she wipes, she's, like, straight-faced afterwards. She Should wipes the tears like, off. And she's like, what are you going to do, huh? Like that. What? Yeah. So fucking crazy, dude. Oh, okay. I know a few minutes before we were talking about how their uh, relationship is very similar to like how yeah our friendship uh, is. our friendship, and I confirmed that 
almost immediately when they were at like the the networking event for uh for the cars. Okay. And you or uh, see and now you. I'm, I'm switching Vince Vaughn's character with you now. I'm okay with I'm okay with that. Uh, Vince Vaughn uh whispers to Kevin James and points at the this like uh, older important looking guy the saying executive. like Yeah, the executive like okay, he he's um he's dying um uh, no, he just survived a car accident. Oh, he just survived a car accident. I need and you fact- to go up to him and give him a hug. Like he's he's a very touchy feely person, and it, it would really uh, make us look good if you were to be like affectionate with him and to uh, and to give him uh, that kind of uh, affection. And Kevin James is like, "Are you sure? Like, I'm Kevin gonna James go." Hug like, this I don't want to hug this dude. He's like, "No, he's a, he's gotten really touchy feely. Mm-hmm. He's like, he'll like it. He'll he'll enjoy it." And this, is, why was he doing this? And so, well, Kevin James goes to go do that. Vince Vaughn is over by the uh, Dodge Challenger, and mm-hmm. and he strikes up a conversation with the CEO of Dodge. And he's like, hey, you know, actually, we, we've met before. We, uh, you did a work couple jobs for you back in the day. And the CEO's like, uh, yeah, I sure, I don't really sure. remember you. And Vince Vaughn's like, that's my partner over there. And as he's saying that, Kevin James is hugging the, the, the other guy, the executive from Chrysler. Um, so he's giving him a hug. And he, he whispers in his ear, he goes, your soul was too precious to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's like, Thank, uh, thank you. Okay, and like separates himself and tries to walk away. Cut to the bar afterwards, and Kevin James is, you know, now the the wives are there and they're telling the story, and he's like, "So I'm hugging this man," and they're like, "Why are you hugging him?" And he's like, "Because of the car accident." And Vince Vaughn's like, "Yeah, actually, that didn't happen, buddy. That didn't happen." And he's like, "I'm never gonna believe you again." That was this guy's direct competitor. If mm-hmm. you, if it looked like that you had a good relationship with this guy, then you it. have it good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom smart tactic and that's something that you would do to me and like me being like a nice guy that i am i'll be like that makes sense and then and, go hug this guy and i but no see but that's the thing though i understand why vince vaughn couldn't just come out and say it yeah because if i just come out and say it, hey christian i need you to go hug this guy so that we can manipulate this guy over here to make it work you wouldn't mm-hmm. like it because no. i use the word manipulate you also yeah, wouldn't like symbiosis. it uh, <laughs> symbiosing excuse me bless you um but so he doesn't tell him straight out because you'd be you'd know it, and that would be in the back of your mind, and you'd be like trying to deceive the dude. Now you're you'd trying to want it now to, you're trying to look for the angle to get the mm-hmm. hug in instead of it just being like authentic. He wants you to hug him. Just go and yeah. Hug. I'd be like, all right, dude, if you say so. And like, I think we we do have that chemistry <laughs> where like, however the hell our differences and uh, contrasts blend together, they blend together well, and we could get shit done. <laughs> You know, we make it, you know, that's the yin and yang. You can't have chaos yeah, you, without you, order. You can't mm-hmm. have, you know, you can't mm-hmm. have water. We, without we fire. definitely got a good cop, bad cop type thing going on, you know, where we're so different, but like, uh, we do have some sort of synergy that does work. And, uh, Otis, you're a nice little cherry on top of that. Uh, Oh, there you go. Um, stop kissing me. Um, <laughs> get off of me, Otis. You're, you're kissing me too hard. <laughs> you know, I don't like it that hard. Otis, you know, I don't like it that hard. Otis softer. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm I a did. Catholic. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I did like the football <laughs> metaphors that they make, uh, where he's like, "We're you told me we were in on the twenty yard line," or he's like, "You told me we were on the five yard line." He's like, "No, no, no, we're not on the five yard line. We're actually on the twenty five yard line." Yeah, and it's, he's like, uh, "What? We're not even in the red zone. We're not in the red zone yet." <laughs> and then uh, Kevin James gets more and more stressed out. He's like, "We're at the other end of the field. We're on our own twenty five, mm-hmm, and defense is big, baby." <laughs> Yeah, I like the football metaphors. You should try and use more football metaphors. I should watch more football, dude. You should. There are too many times at work where people are like walking up to me and they're like, this game's going on. What do you think? It's because you're big enough that people assume you watch sports. Yeah. Yeah. When you were fat, they could just assume you were a fat lard. But now that you're kind of buff, people are like, oh, that guy likes sports. You know, some you give uh, Evans, uh, backhanded, backhanded compliments. They're like... You know, you could easily just say, like, hey, back when you were fat, blah, 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 blah. But you always have to, like, sprinkle these small little words and, like, just run by it like it never happened. Like, you just said, like, yeah, back when you were a fat lard. Or, like, back when you were, like, a a fat shit motherfucker. (laughs) Like, it's, like, like, it's such a common thing to say, dude. (laughs) But then you get away with it because you, like, cover it up with saying, but now that you're buff and like all this stuff and now that you're good looking and like it comes from like a a truthful but also aggressive place. (laughs) It's a way to make sure that you don't get too high. I'm going to keep you (laughs) nice and humble, bro. You keep my ego attached on the string and you like you bring it down like a kite. No, 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 no. I'll hold you back up but I need to tuck you down just just a little bit. Do you have Uh, a uh, BPS? Dude, man, I I think it's my first tie because 
I have to give it to both Vince Vaughn and Kevin James because they they had the just duo. such good chemistry throughout yeah. the film, and they were very representative of, of us. That I just I just I have to give it to both of them. I'm going to give mine to Ron Howard, the director. Nice, because this movie is filmed very. Um, it's paced very interestingly. I think uh, you could watch this whole movie without knowing it's a comedy and watch it as a drama. Mm-hmm. Or you could watch this movie as a as a comedy, as a black comedy, and and think of it as like one of the darkest, driest humors you could get. Yeah. Um, but he, it's really somewhere in the middle. And it's very well done on both sides. It's not overly hack. It's not overly rom-com without being too, too horrid love affair. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it was a good balance of everything. Like, it, you don't have to be a particular fan of any particular genre to enjoy this movie. You just... You could really just sit down, not know anything about it, and oh, enjoy if, it. If you're a fan of Vince Vaughn, he's doing the Vince Vaughn thing. Yeah. Kevin James is doing the Kevin, Kevin James, James thing. thing. Yeah. Winona Ryder is acting up a storm. So good. And Jennifer Connelly is doing the Jennifer Connelly thing, where yeah. she's like the smart woman who like thinks something's going on and like... That's a Jennifer Connelly thing. That is a For trope. sure, huh, dude. dude. That That's a, her role. Everybody's playing their character. Mm-hmm. That's why this movie works so good. They're not trying to be anyone. They're not. I did really like Jennifer Connelly and Vince Vaughn's relationship in this movie. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. I thought there was something funny about how, uh, you know, Kevin James and Winona Ryder have had a long relationship. Uh And it seems like Vince Vaughn has a different girl every couple of months or years or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this one everyone seems to really like. Yeah. Uh, And they're they're even like to the point where they're like, hey, you know, Vince, you got to, they call him Vince Vaughn. Hey, Vince, you (laughs) got to get your shit together. And he's like, thanks, Kevin James. And then he turns (laughs) to Jennifer Connelly and lays a wet one on her. Um, one of my favorite scenes was like, uh, near the beginning, 10, 15 minutes in, like when Kevin James and Winona Ryder talked to Vince Vaughn about proposing to, mm. uh, Jennifer Connelly and like Jennifer Connelly and Vince Vaughn, they're back at their place. They're playing pool. They they end up wrestling and they lay down, they look at each other and Vince Vaughn has like a very honest question. He's just like, there's no are they time limit on or this. Are they playing ping pong? It was, oh, ping pong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Not it that it pong. matters. <laughs> Where? We were talking about Way those kids different. at Ping Pong. We love Ping Pong. Remember? And it comes back around. Well yep. done. Well done. Um, but So they're playing Ping Pong. They fall to the ground. He's like, yeah, do we have a time limit on this? Like, Yeah, like, this... are you waiting on me to, like, propose to you? He doesn't yeah. say that, but it's in very indirect. And, she, and I love her response. She's just like, I'm happy right now. I'm happy with what we've got. And I will continue being happy with you. It was a little rough before, but now I feel like we're in a good place. And I like that. That was like... Uh, very a very low pressure uh, answer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of women out there that are just like, better put a ring on this finger. I want, yeah, and I do want to say, look, we um, we have an interesting way of seeing relationships because we we are fairly young and seeing movies like this where like that's a fairly adult relate, a very mature relationship. Yeah, right. They're able to communicate and they they are able to express for the most part communicate health healthy healthily healthily successfully. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, um, we, we have a collection of podcast episodes that I like to call the lost tapes mm-hmm. and they're episodes of movies that we watched that weren't quite right. Or we want to go back and revisit them. Yeah. I call those the lost tapes. That's nice. That's One of nice. the lost tapes is a movie we watched called the breakup. Yeah. Yes. And the breakup I think is a good partner movie to the dilemma or dilemma because, um, the breakup is about how Vince Vaughn has horrible communication skills in a relationship. Yeah. And the dilemma is where Vince Vaughn has incredible communication skills. To a fault. To yeah. a fault. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Both he ends talks of the too spectrum. Well. And I think that was a really interesting dichotomy between the two of them to kind of see um, yeah. the differences in, in how, you know, rom- romantic That's relationships That's a really can good go. connection. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that that was a cool. So if you watch the dilemma, also watch the breakup. They're we, both they're both of like the same. Yeah, like I feel like Vince Vaughn. Why not? I mean, yeah, they're both gonna hit you pretty hard in the feels. The breakup. Yeah, definitely. They both hit pretty. Yeah, at one point uh, in the breakup, which is a fairly funny movie, uh, it gets yes, uh, it gets kind of kind of real at one point. Especially oh, absolutely. If you've gone through a breakup. Yeah, man, it's it's it'll hit you in the feels. It'll it, it's extremely relatable and it, it's a very realistic take on a on a breakup. Yeah, it's a good way to look um, back at a breakup and think to yourself like, you know, how could I have done better? Yeah. What what was it's not like, oh, it's always that person's problem. You can't always blame the yeah, other person. Always I think in breakups, like our narcissistic sides it just say like, like, yeah, it was definitely this person. Mm-hmm. You know, she did this. She did that. She did yeah. this. Never like, fuck, I could have done yeah. this differently. Yep. And it yep. makes you think that way. And so it's, watching the breakup is a good way. To, and Dilemma is a good way to be like, yeah, just communicate, bro. Yeah. And folks, this is why we love movies because, yeah, we're entertained, yes, but they fucking teach us lessons. And yes, these are poorly rated movies. And yes, these movies maybe didn't make a bunch of movie money. In fact, I think this movie, 
I'm sorry, it was the other one that I'm, I'm getting it mixed up with. Um, the breakup didn't make uh, too much money. Huh? It didn't make a bunch of money, but we just recorded a different episode and I'm getting their budgets mixed up in my head. Yeah. But anyways, um, I like watching these movies because even though they aren't necessarily thought of as good movies, you can still get, there's still a story and moral yeah. to be told, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not every Aesop's fable is a great one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's going to be one about a honeypot that you don't give a shit, but the fox and the hound is one that you want to read, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. You got a point there. Yeah, guys, really, uh, give the dilemma um, it's justice. a watch. It's, it's, it's fucking good. Um, give the breakup a watch. It's fucking good. Um, you'll learn a lot from it. You'll have a good laugh. You'll have, they're really good moments. Alex, thanks for, uh, suggesting this movie to me. Oh, you did throw this, uh, I mean, you're like, dude, 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 watching the dilemma right now. It's fucking incredible. It's the healthy version of the breakup. And I was like, I did say that right off the bat, huh? Mm -hmm. You said that. I have the text. Yeah. And I'm so glad. And like, I think in the next 10 minutes, I think I was like on lunch and, uh, I, uh, I was like, oh, check it out. yeah, I was like, I put it on and I wasn't thinking much of it. Cause I was like, uh, okay. Uh, Kevin James and Vince Vaughn film. And I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I wish my lunch was longer. Fuck. Yeah. That opening scene is great. I'm telling you guys, at least watch the opening scene. Yeah. Um, for sure. Well, I mean, it's, uh, We're no, we ran. Minutes. L- yeah. This is by far the longest one. Um, I mean, whatever. We'll snippety snippety and see what happy happens. Yeah, but, but uh, yippity yappity, yippity yappity yappity. Otis, uh, you know, thanks for sticking around and give us uh, giving us your yeah, uh, do you opinions. Wanna, you want to plug anything, Otis, before we uh, sign off here? No, I'm good. I'm good episode. Thanks Guys, for having uh, me. Okay, so follow Otis. Uh, He's got a photo page on Instagram at picks by underscore op. So we'll plug that for him. Christian's yeah. got an Instagram. It's uh, at Christian has asthma, uh, and I have an Instagram. And it's call underscore me Jesus. Yep. <laughs> hallelujah, holler back. No one. <laughs> hallelujah, holler back. I think I think that's maybe the most clever I've ever been. Call underscore me Jesus. And Did we've had that wrong? for a long time. I don't know where's the underscore, dude. It's under. It's after call. C a l underscore m e j e. You got it. All right, folks. Uh, yeah. Till next time. Uh, talk to you later. Can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. Oh, it can't be that bad. They're gonna hear it again.